The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome to New York Talks, the final New York Talk of the year as Lincoln went to end. We have, we were meant to be talking about the Lincoln game. Um, we'll talk about the postponement and how that happened 24 hours after we talked about the game. Uh, and we're going to look ahead to Bolton, assuming that goes ahead. Ian Everts whinging about it, we'll cover it. Um, and also, it's the end of the year, so we're going to go through a few highlights. Stanley's done some uh, polls, which we'll follow through on Twitter as well, uh, which will give you the results of through there as well. Um, I have a full house. We have Mick, Danny, and Benjamin are with us. Thank you for joining us, boys. Hello. Hello. Um, so, 2021's nearly ended, Mick. Let's start <laughs> with a few moments of the year before we get into this properly. Um, because we'll go, we'll go through the results now as well. well. We'll go we'll pick our best player and all that sort of nonsense. Um, so if anybody wants to let us know in the comments, do that as well. Mick, I'll, let's give you your Rotherham United moment of the, moment of the year. <laughs> Tough one, isn't it? I think it's going to be the one that the vast majority of people go for, though, and that's another last-minute winner at Swillsborough. It's going to be, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, I mean, there's, 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 there's been... We've had a 21 game unbeaten run, which is also um, outstanding. I don't want to nick anybody else's, but. Um, Should say everything. Just go on. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's a toss up for me between, between that and that 15, 20 minutes against Portsmouth where we just blew mm. them away completely. Uh, but I, I think uh, I think Freddie's goal tops it for me. I think that's the moment of the year, despite that it didn't do us any good in the end. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, Ben. Again, you've missed most—well, not most, but partial this season because you've been away. Um, where do you stand on the whole moment of the year? One second, it's got to be Freddie, hasn't it? I mean, he's not really. You were in I bed. Thought... I know. <laughs> uh, what's that? Yes, you were in bed. We, we didn't watch you long, and you bailed on us at half time. No, yeah, I think I had a call though. 
Oh no, yeah, I had no, I had a call. I bailed on at half time because I had a call. Uh, so uh, apology accepted, but <laughs> there was no probably apology the from me, my friend. <laughs> probably the, the Freddy. Uh, yeah, because I remember just waking up in the morning and seeing um, Mick's face all over Facebook. See worse. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't I asleep. A, I bet embarrassing moment. When the first time that Mick were famous with Wednesday fans this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go pick something different, and I'm going to say the Plymouth game, the first game back at a full stadium. We've talked about it a lot. We talked about it with Barlasa, um, Victor and Woody. I'll never forget that day. That was so special. I mean, having 18 months out without of football. football. People laugh and joke about football being one thing or another. But it's just where you go. It's just what you do. And to not have that for such a long period of time, I, I personally find it tough. I know a lot of other people find it tough. Mm. And to just the build-up. We got, got, you're getting there early. The build-up to it. The players coming out, the first scoring of the first goal, everything about it was just how I wanted it to be. It was just a perfect day, um, and incredible. It might, yeah, moment, probably my moment of season at the end. But Danny, where, where, where's yours? Um, this is Rotherham United related, yeah. Rotherham one, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I sort of like your one where we. Where it's the first time back at at New York, you know, mm. uh, again against Plymouth. But I'm going to have to say the unbeaten run of 21 games, being the mad statman that I am, to say it's a club record and it's been achieved this season, it, yeah. it just, in, just in the 2021 aspect of this season is incredible. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I like it. I like it very much. Um, if anybody wants to give us theirs, please let us know in the comments. Um, if you listen to the podcast, feel free to tweet us on Facebook or messages, whatever. Let us know what yours are, and we will share them. Um, <coughs> if you've got any New Year's resolutions for the for Rotherham going forward as well, we'd like to know those as well. I'm not asking everybody now; it's putting everybody on the spot. <laughs> uh, maybe a section. It depends on how much time we need to fill. Darts is on, so we're not going to take too much time tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go through some comments. Um, Tez and Chas Johnson, is it still on? I assume the Lincoln get it, the Bolton game. I just think stand yes. We'll talk about Ian a bit in a minute because he didn't want it to be on. Uh, Harvey Kellex with us. Thank you for joining us. Russ Vernon, happy new year to, to us all and to yourself, Russ. Thank you for having us. Yeah, happy new year, Russ. Yeah, happy new year, mate. Um, Reese yeah. Kellick, evening all. And Robert Cooper, open the Millers. I think he means up the Millers. Don't you, Rob? <laughs> you might do. <laughs> also correct, I've screwed your Also correct. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, so. We ended the show on Monday. Uh, looking forward to Lincoln City uh, coming to New York Stadium. Basically, 24 hours later, again, it all happened quite quickly. Uh, we got found that they, they couldn't put a team out, so the game was postponed. There was a little bit of conspiracy theorists out there, Danny. Not not as many as, Wigan, as there are Wigan fans tonight, which, again, we'll cover in a minute. Um, but if they ain't got a team, they ain't got a team. I think we're one of the most sympathetic where if you say you're going to team, just call it off if you can. If you have got players, if you aren't, I, I was annoyed, frustrated, but just one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was quite funny to see some fans react the same way that other fans reacted to when we were calling games off because all right. the squad had COVID. It's like, you know, a bit of a short memory syndrome there. But, you know, Lincoln, uh, with their COVID outbreak, it does seem a little bit sullen. 
And I am a little bit suspect it's come from MK Dons. Um, you know, being a southern team and this new variant is rife in the south of England. Um, so I'm a little bit suspect it may have come from them. I'm not too sure. Uh, but in the light of games being called off so late, like with the um, the whole game, mm. uh, the EFL have changed the regulation where they're not doing on-the-day testing anymore. As long as it's yeah. 24 hours before the game, if enough players are negative, you're still going to play. Um, but it also comes in the light of a lot of... How do I say it delicately? Um, a lot of... Well, I'm just going to come back and say it, A lot of whinging from Premier League managers about not being able yeah. to field teams and player welfare. Now, the player welfare bit, I understand, right? That's why you call for games, because it's the welfare of your players. We're, I think we're past the time of, well, if, as long as you've got six players, you can play a game. We're well yeah. past that time in football now. Um, but with the welfare of the players, Millwall put out a team and they had a 15-year-old on the bench just to fill up numbers. You know, and Premier League teams have got vast swathes of academy players who are first-team quality in more or less all three leagues in England. And to whinge about not being able to fill a bench and Chelsea's got 200 million worth of players on the bench, you know. So it's, it's a strange time with COVID in football because everybody else just seems to be getting on with it and and cracking on with it, like in the FL. But the Premier League do lack a whinge, don't they? <laughs> certain managers do, yeah. Yeah, certain, certain managers do. Yeah, well, to, um... they're all all right and it's not a serious outbreak and they can crack on soon enough. Yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, it's Sean Dyche that is the voice of reason in the Premier League. <laughs> you talk about players' welfare and things like that. It makes a very, very good point. Players' welfare is as good now as it's ever been in the entire history of sport. Football is at the forefront of player welfare in, in, in most areas. So for Klopp and people like that to suggest that player welfare, and he never to suggest that player welfare is not taken, taken care of. It is. What does that mean? It just means making sure they're safe and well and that they can play safely. Safeguarding type thing. I think. I'm assuming because they, they're all very... Is they're mental all health, physical handily, health? They're all handily vague about it so they don't have to explain mm. themselves very well. I struggle to understand any of it, to be honest. I think, it's, I think they mean, phys- on this occasion, I think they mean physical welfare, not mental welfare. It's all about playing too many games in too many days and things like yeah. that. Jesus, well, where was his argument in April, exactly. you know, where was where was the argument then? It was just there, eh, just get on with it, you'll be fine. You can play Nobody Barnsley, just don't have a decision, go on and figure. Yeah. Nobody will bother. Um, yeah, again, again, I mentioned earlier, Wigan against Accrington has been called off on New Year's Day. Accrington did play on Wednesday night, I think. What day is it? <laughs> The drew against rules. We had to play a lot of kids because their seniors had COVID and now the kids have got COVID. So they've had to call it off. Fair enough. Wigan's chairman has now got involved for some reason. Um, Andy Holt put something about when, when, the, when the Wigan chairman first took over, he put something about he's going to, he's going to transform the club, blah, blah, blah. And Andy Holt made a jokey comment about here's another one. So as soon as the game's <laughs> fall off tonight, the <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, but it's a bit silly. People getting up people getting upset about it, Mick is again, we know we know more than anybody, it's all a bit silly getting upset about it, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> what what can you say? It's just people whinging and wanting to whine about, you know, it, it doesn't suit me, it doesn't suit me kind of situation, you know. If they've got enough players 
you talk. I mean, the Premier League thing is just embarrassing. It's just, it is genuinely embarrassing. Um, I mean, that we all know all they're interested in is a winter break. That's all they're after. That's yeah. that's that's the agenda. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It's got nothing to do with player welfare. It's got nothing at all to do with any of that. If you just want a winter break, um, and and so so that's what they're all banging on about. Um, it does appear that. I've, I've read or heard somewhere that have the AFL not inserted some sort of um, get out clause in terms of COVID slash injuries in this? I don't know. I've, I've read it in a couple of places. Now, whether that's just somebody's interpretation of what the AFL's um, stance is on this, uh, but it, it does appear, it does appear that um, some of these teams are looking at injuries, including injuries in their lack of players. Um, well, this was which... a question I wanted to raise because we played Gillingham in the, earlier on the season who had four subs on the bench Yeah. so if they had one Covid case in their squad that means they can call for game but then other teams can have ten Covid cases and not have games called off yeah, it doesn't make any sense does it? It, it there's no, it, it should for me it should all be down to Covid cases Bolton had 20 Covid cases I think that's pretty fair that their games were called off because yeah. of the amount of number you've got. If they had three COVID cases and 10 injuries, that shouldn't be called off. It's not COVID's fault you haven't got a big enough squad to start with. I think that's so, what Millwall did. Millwall had only a few COVID cases, but the rest were injuries. So they brought in the younger players. And like I yeah. said, with that 15-year-old, they had to get permission from his school oh. and his mum and dad to play <laughs> the game. Because if you're under 16, you have to do that, apparently. Um but yeah, if, if that is a clause in the AFL where it's like 14 players, and including a goalkeeper, who don't have COVID or injuries, it's a bit, I'm sure it should be just a COVID protocol. If he's injured, he's injured. You know what I mean? But if it, if they've got COVID and they have to go into isolation for seven days, that's a point where you have to go, yeah, you can't help that. But if he's injured, that's mm. not something to do with the health of the player. That's his own fault for being injured for whatever means it is. So if he's injured, that's when you have to put out Less substitutes, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, how many substitutes did we have against Barnsley? Did we have three on bench and one were a goalkeeper? Yeah, I think so. There were two, two goalkeepers on bench, yeah, because the Blackman on bench, I think. Yeah, yeah and we had a five sub rule, but we only had like three players available to actually go on and play. Um, now all the whinging from different clubs, I think it is very much agenda based, of you know, oh, it doesn't suit us, we're going to complain about it, like with Wigan chairman, because you don't hear Tony Stewart complaining, do you? No, you hear him complaining about three games called off, having to play four games in eight days, and playing Barnsley on the day of players coming out of isolation. Yeah, you know. So I mean, each sub their own, but I think the FL set the precedent when they shoved all the games into our April calendar, um, and then just you went, yeah, you can just deal with that off you go. Yeah. You know, that's the precedent they've set already, so they have to stick to mm. it to just show they actually have a little bit of integrity to them. It, it does. It does. Unfortunately, though, because of the, the prevalence of it this year, it does raise a potential issue. Where, for example, Sheffield United so far, I think, have had three games cancelled, all due to the opposition. So yeah. Sheffield United's calendar is could could it probably won't, but it could end up being like ours, and mm. they've not had a single COVID case. Um, so, it, it, I, listen, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one, but. I would argue very strongly that they set a precedent last year, did the AFL? And I, I would suggest they probably yeah. won't agree with that. Um, no. But 
we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see, won't we? And as far as Tuchel or whatever his name is, is concerned at Chelsea. Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel, what's he said now? The dodgy joke, can make with his name, but won't count. Yeah, down. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we ain't got enough players. You know, his bench against um, Brighton the other night yeah. were worth 148 million or something like that. But not only that, they've got 40, 4 0, 40, count them, 40 players out on loan across Europe. Now, either, either, either they're good enough. So you can call them back in and get them in squad, or they're not. So sell them and buy some proper players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't moan about having too many, too many, too many games to play. You've got enough. You've got enough there, including with your first team squad, to have five, four full first teams. So it, yeah. it's just embarrassing, man. Honestly, it's absolutely embarrassing. Uh, I just hope, from a rather United point of view, that. The Lincoln game is the only one that we suffer because, yeah, you know, I, I just get cold shivers running down my spine thinking about last year, you know, and is that going to happen to us again? But this time, be- not because we've got COVID. It's, it's, it is well, a worry, yeah. isn't it? It is a worry. It is. We've, we've got we've got the Lincoln game to fit in somewhere. We still have, as far as I can remember, we still haven't rescheduled the Shrewsbury game from the last international break. We are going to have another international break, which is when we're meant to play Sunderland, I think, in March. So that's got to be fitted in somewhere else. If we progress in the FA Cup, that'll be another game we have to try and fit in somewhere. Um, same with Pizza like, Cup as well. Same with Pizza Cup. If we're successful in that, there might be a pop- that's going to take up more Tuesday, Tuesday night slots. Why don't we just play them in international break? We're only losing three players or whatever it is. We play international break. Well, we can't. That, I, I think because that's regulation. We to play. Yeah, we're not allowed. Well. We can. We can play. But if we're losing Chio and Shane Ferguson, why would we play? So it's but, better that than them playing too many games and getting injured, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What you're doing there is you're going down the down the Chelsea route, aren't you? No, well, well, well it's different, eh? You well within your rights during an international break to not play. The, the rules say if you have three or more, I, I, I you're that, within but, your rights. But then I'd we can't play, come... me. Well, it's fine. Yeah, Losing Chio and Ferguson, it's two players. Uh, well, JJ would go and possibly where's Harding. JJ don't play him. Harding hasn't really played the past couple of weeks, has he? Started, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't start the week before. He didn't start against um, Cambridge. Cambridge. It came on, didn't it? It came on for yeah. uh, Reg, didn't it? Reg has been playing. Yeah. When is this international break in March? By the way, let me have a look. Every other week, isn't it? Sunderland, twenty sixth of March. <laughs> Feels like it, Sunderland. Ah, so it's so it's back end of month. Yeah. Who will lose? Gio, JJ, who? Ferguson. Ferguson and possibly Harden, but Harden hasn't been hasn't been called up. Harden times, yeah. Jamaica, Jamaica. yeah. Um, it's a shame. Look, some Sunderland games, uh, Sunderland on a Saturday afternoon, late March, have been really good as well. That's mm-hmm. another blow. Um, but anyway, that's one topic ticked off the list. <laughs> this is actually getting, this is actually getting quite frightening because we've only got seven free Tuesdays until end of the season to squeeze games in. And that'll and go we'll, down uh, if we get through uh, Pizza Trophy. Yeah, which will go down if we if we progress. So we've got Shrewsbury that Shrewsbury that needs rearranging, Lincoln that now needs rearranging, Sunderland, which will most likely need rearranging because they're international breaks. So that's three. Um plus any other COVID outbreaks. So maybe stick on, I don't know, maybe two more just for just because. Yeah. So that gives us very, very little wiggle room 
So you can understand why AFL's gone, yeah, we're not testing on day anymore because people are starting to run out of Tuesdays mm. and we don't yeah. want what happened last season because obviously the AFL have seen what happened to us last season because the amount of reports that must have been on their desk going, oh, I want to postpone another game. Yeah. You know, um, they must have looked at it and gone, we don't want this happening again. You know, because it, it does affect every other team's season as well. Um, so that's probably why they've gone, mate, we'll just... Do it twenty four hours before, and then if and if they if if enough test positive, then fair enough. But with on the day, we'll get rid of that, so we can actually get more games played. Because mm. if more teams start dropping like flies, which they will probably do until at least the end of January, um, they will probably have to look at extending the season by at least two weeks. What's the so problem put, with that? I, I don't understand. They've, the they, they've, with they've shot themselves in foot by ending it so early. It's ending at yeah. least a week early. <laughs> In the third, why, why are we not allowed to extend the season three four weeks? Play, the, play exactly. welfare. Is it play exactly. welfare? They, they don't want to do it because they like to have the playoffs set in stone because that's the, that's the money maker, that's the real money maker of the, of the playoffs. They want the, the FL and Sky don't make any money from League Two until playoffs, similarly with League One from a television point of view. And obviously, who don't watch the championship playoff final? It's one of the you know most interesting games, so they can't get out of it. But they can't they, for, for, for a financial point of view. quality. I'd rather watch League Two than Championship. It's not. League I'm not saying quality. quality. Better, I'm, I'm not saying football. Playoff finals can be terrible quality. They are still entertaining because of the stakes that are offered. That's why they're interesting. That's why the people watch them. I can't. And, and, and the Championship playoff is the most beneficial playoff in the world in terms exactly. of money that you win. Why? Why did everybody watch Formula One Grand Prix, the last one at season? Because so much was at stake, and that's why people watch the championship. We're not. Playoffs. Let's not get. It's let's the same reason. F1. It's the same reason. No, F one was interesting from an audience point of view, Ben. Not from a quality point yeah. of view. From an audience point of view, <laughs> it's the same reason because pe- they, people want to watch it. That's why they. That's why they won't move it. Less also, less every year. as Russ Vernon will point out, FIFA won't allow the Premier League to extend due to the World Cup twenty twenty two. The knock-on effect of the World Cup being in Qatar is that we will have an earlier start next season, as we've, as has all been publicized already. Yeah, it'll start. So you're already weeks into yeah, but July, all of our it? players, all yeah. of our players, will get a month off. That's fantastic. We we still got to start in July. The yeah. Season still starts earlier, so yeah, you've then got shorter. The... You've got a shorter mid-season break. It's so fair, to be fair, though, if we're in heaven forbid, if we're still in League One for next season, we don't actually have to do the winter break. No. Um, but we do miss out on players because of international break, so we would get games pulled off anyway. Um, but if we're in the championship, isn't it like we have two weeks? No, we have a week set in stone for the, whatever group stage, yeah. and then every other game you'll have to ask for permission to call it off. Yeah, depending on who's left. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Something like yes. that, yeah. So the championship would start at least two games, uh, two match days earlier in the summer yeah. than it would normally. So you're probably looking at about. Around about the twenty first of July, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's birthday. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we've talked twenty two minutes on that. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we move on, Mick, would you like to say thank you to a polite offer you had this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a big thank you to Steve Adams. Um, Steve, who lives in Carnarvon in North Wales, who's offered me the use of his Wi-Fi. Um, because when I'm over there, my uh, my uh, co-op Wi-Fi is not brilliant. So I really appreciate it, Stephen. You never know. 
there's a possibility I might take it up on it when I'm not there with my wife who uh, won't allow me the extra hour and a half that it's going to take to get there. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, listen, Steve, really appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dave, Stephen. Um, now, so, something slightly before we go on to the to the Bolton game, we had a conversation with Victor Johansson, Johansson, uh, about he didn't have a song. Oh no, this isn't what I think it is, is it? This is what Danny thinks it is. <laughs> oh. um, and a thank you to IUC Tiny who has caught some fans singing Victor's song. Um, so here's a little taste. Listen for everybody who hasn't already heard it. Now, Danny, who came up with that song? I did. <laughs> I, I did. Oh dear. I feel sorry for the guy who got it. Who got warning instead of Johansson. Yeah. But you know, as it, as it is a Southgate or a Southgate song, I'm not surprised. But you know, I really hope um, Victor actually heard it because I was going to sing it at Lincoln, but now that's been called off. I'll have to wait yeah. until New Year's Day. Um. But yeah, but a few people got involved with it, which were quite fun. I will admit that I sound extremely drunk singing that. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the beers on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tiny, for that one. Um... Just, uh, I've got a bit of breaking news for you, if you're interested. Bolton's uh, off, right? It's a game to be called up, is it? No, 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 no. Where's the losing? We're no longer top of the league. Uh... Um, Sunderland are currently beating the Pigs uh, 2-0. But to be fair, I mean, it will be heartbreaking for Sheffield Wednesday to lose the longest record, current record in English football, unbeaten record in English football, isn't it? Won't of 12 it? games. So, 12 full games. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't laugh because 12 games is still an achievement, but the fact that five of them have been, no, is it five? Yeah, only five of them have been wins. Yeah. You know, it, it's like... It's like it was like oh we had an unbeaten run last season. How many games did you draw? Three at five. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know um, but uh, Sunderland have done done all right there. Yeah, I have, I have had someone just say to me that the EFL actually starts on the thirtieth of July next season. There you go. It's already a condensed season. Yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, on highlights, we've done that one. Bolton Wanderers, that's where we should be starting on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> was that, that a slip? Was that a slip or was that deliberate? Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that to be fair. That was quite funny. <laughs> We're all wondering if they're going to turn up on Saturday, are we? Well, you know, Ian Everett's uh, best team in League One, best team in the league, according to Ian Everett, uh, early on the season. Said that. Their manager, their manager said they're the best team in the league. Uh, we've got that, that's you know, it's Wavering is Derby County, it's the best team in the league. Bolton Wanderers is their official name. Um, so have some <laughs> show, show, show the name with some respect, then, yeah, yeah, my bad. I apologize <laughs> to everybody, all the massive Bolton fans. Um, now this game is again, it's scheduled to be on. Uh, Ian Everett is really, really not happy about it being on. Um, I'll see if I can find some quotes from it because it is a little bit pathetic. Mick, do you have sympathy for them? From what I can see, they have been training for two or three days now, and their training complex is open. They have been doing training. Forbes. So, so let me get let me get this right. Let me get this right. 
what you what you're asking me is uh, have I got any sympathy for Bolton having to play a game having just come out of a COVID belt? Yes. I mean, why, why? Why would I? I would, and, and that's not a slight or a slap at Bolton or Bolton Wanderers or anybody else. No, I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy for any team that has to do it because we were forced to do it last year. We were forced to do it when the isolation period was 10 days. We were forced to come out of it at nine to play a game. And we ended up, like we've already said, with two goalkeepers and a and kit man on the bench. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, and we, we, were, we were scrapping relegation. We were fighting relegation. Um, so, no, I've got no sympathy whatsoever. It's now 3 0 Sunderland, by the way. Um, so oh that's going to go along. <laughs> um, so yeah, so now I have no sympathy. I'm sorry, Ian. And and and, and ultimately, this isn't this. I suppose this is a dig at Bolton. If 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 he if he was confident in what he said about them being the best team in the league, it shouldn't be a problem for him. And, mm. and to be fair, they did. They, they they've they've, re, they've recruited quite a lot of players. If memory serves me, at the beginning of this season, I thought I thought they had. Yeah, I, I may be wrong on that, so I'm not going to. St- I won't hang my hat on it, but. You know, not our problem, mate. Not our problem. No. Just like ours wasn't anybody else's problem last season. No. <laughs> um, some quotes for him. Um, we are still we still have key players missing, and I think player welfare is a topical discussion at the moment. He goes on to say that the players who return for training are struggling with their breathing, breathing, and the intensity of football is not really good at all. Uh, it's, nobody it's knows really... the answers. Nobody knows the answers to that, but it has to be taken into consideration. Well, if nobody knows the answer to it, you can't take it into consideration, can you? Well, it's, it's, not, with that. it's not really reading the room very well either about the, the player welfare comment, is it? No, it might be a topic of conversation, but nobody agrees with it. There's only three people who've got on what the three people on one side of the argument, and however many hundreds of thousands on other. You know what mm. I mean? So, yeah. It's interesting, he says about player welfare and the struggling with the intensity of football with the breathing. I don't think anyone took that into consideration when we played Barnsley the day after isolation ended. Yeah. You know, I think if it were against any other club, I think the club manager, the other club's manager would go, yeah, we sort of see where you're coming from here. But because it's playing Rotherham and we've already been there and done that, it's just, right, get your boot bag and turn up because we're playing. Yeah. Well, it's very much last year. The ones that have been... However, it could all be mind games. I think it's mind games. I, we, we have we have seen it in the past because the, the whole best team in league comment came about just before they played us and then we battered them 2-0. Um, and so I, I don't know if it could be mind games again where we expect them to be a bit of a depleted side and then they somehow sneak a 1-0 win, I'm not sure. But we have to learn that mind games don't really work with Rotherham. Because no, it's very because Warney and the squad seem to see through mind games very easily. He's going to have to get up a lot earlier than that to uh, to put wall over Warney's eyes, isn't he? Yeah, Warney goes for a run at seven o'clock in the morning. Come exactly. on, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that as a, as a, as a management team, they. He said he listens to all press match conferences and things like. that. I think that's for team news. Ian Evans giving nothing away, so I'm not getting anything from it. Paul doesn't strike me as a type of thick person, unless the, he's said something bad about Rotherham. I can't believe there was something last season who said something and then used it as a, a sort of. I can't believe it were now, um, but the, I remember one is saying, Yeah, character. They, they, they pinned it up on dressing room wall or something, yeah. Didn't they? Oh, who um, said it? I can't remember. It was definitely last season, though, wasn't it? 
What Carl Robinson was it? That wouldn't surprise me. That's what I'd do. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, either going to be Ian Everett, Carl Robinson, or Paul Cook? And it wouldn't have been Paul Cook because he wasn't at Ipswich yet. No. Not sure. Anyway, I remember saying anyway. Um Paul, they just, they just play the game. They play the players. They play the football mm. game. They concentrate on the football side of things. Unless it can benefit us. And playing mind games doesn't really benefit us, does it? Um, ben, they have had 20 COVID cases. They're saying they have still don't have a full squad back. What do you think? Do you think it's mind games? What do you think? What do I, we're, you know, trying to play, guess through foggy here, but what do you think? Do, what do I think? Uh, it's hard to tell because... It could be mind games. It could be true. If they've got 11 players, they should be able to play a game. 14. All right. All right, 14 then. <laughs> Even though two of them will be keepers, so they're not really subs, are they? But whatever. whatever. Be a keeper. Wait, uh, I really struggle with it because, like, whatever. It's just, I really struggle. Why can't you play the game? Like, if you're coming back from COVID, I've never, I, I've never had COVID, so I'm kind of asking you, why, what, why can't you play a game? It's, it's because COVID is a, is a, is a respiratory virus. It sort of sits here on your chest, so that's where the whole breathing problem side comes from. It, but I get what you're saying. As long as you've got your, you're within reason fourteen, including a goalkeeper, there should be no yeah. reason why you can't play a game. I mean, people have played, people have played sports with a lot worse in the past, so. I don't see the problem. In football, it used to be, right, the, the 11 the eleven players that mm-hmm. turn up, that is your team. And if one of them comes down injured, tough tough luck. Well, it's football nowadays, isn't it? It's not really. It's the... What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the word that's... It's the... Uh, to this word. It is the <laughs> lightest on the body sport that mm. I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, so I don't see... Without, without the pitches are and things like that, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, 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 like Matt said earlier, it, it's the highest player welfare has been considered both physically and yeah. mentally ever in football. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. You should sort Whatever. No. Whatever. Go on. I say you should sort your sent out. Like, certain people, yeah, they definitely need help. But I mean, it's not, not every single player on the team. There's got to be some people that have got to be like, this is my life. I need to do something about it, not wait for someone to come and help me. It's got to be some people like that. Some people need help, that's fine. But there's got to be some people, it's like, you know, I've had COVID, but it's a game of football. It's 90 mm. minutes. Like, yeah. Brian Vernon, when he was young, uh, they had one sub play. Yeah, uh, they Do you remember yeah, when you had two subs, Mick, or that, that before your time? That was before me, that. That was before my time, that. But, um, but yeah, it's certainly one sub. So you basically uh, one to eleven on pitch and number twelve what's up? Yeah, but that's um, why pe- people back then played football because they want to play football. I think a lot of people play football nowadays because it's a job. It's a job. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. They want to play football. If they wanted to play football, they'd be in there even if they had COVID. Even if, like, if, well, you know what I mean, if, if, you know what I mean. If you're coming back from COVID, whatever. Philip Rawlinson has audience participation, which we appreciate. Having had COVID many months ago, still struggling to walk a flight of stairs. So how an athlete is affected, who knows? That's perfectly good. Yeah, I accept that. And that is a mm. that is a very valid point. Unless, but my counteraction would be if I was the EFL would be unless half the squad has been affected in that way, that's not really football's problem. In the in the nicest way possible, 
you know, the, the, the chances of 10 players being affected long-term is slim. It's possible. Mm. Of course it's possible. But it's slim. Um, and we're all told if you're fit and healthy, then things should affect you less as well. So these are the fittest and healthiest player, people in the country, realistically. Um, let's wait and see. I'm still on the air on the side of uh, it being a mind game. Let's wait and see. Um, the good news is... a good mind game. No, I think it's rubbish, to be honest with you. But he never... <laughs> he, 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 he was the one that thought it was a good idea to tell everybody he's got the best team in the league. Even if you think you've got the best team in the league, you don't have to come out well, and say anything. Well, okay, well, no, you know what? The, even if they do have the best team in the league, to say that, I mean, it's yeah. the league. Wow. So he's... he's so he's... He's got the best team in the league and they're doing 15th. So what a good manager that guy is. I actually didn't yeah. think Bolton were that low. Good uh, Lord. They're only six points Great off management. relegation zone. Uh, but yeah. If, if you hadn't said that, we would be talking about how decent a job Bolton have done because they've just come up last year. Mm. So to be there is fine. That's not a bad place to be. It's just the comments what? from him. In Premier League 10 years ago, it's not a good place to be at all. <laughs> It's not a good got, place to be at all. They got promoted last season. The Premier League ten years ago. Yeah, historically, yeah. historically, it's not a good pass. position, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't oh. too long ago. They were in the what were it? You for cup final? Yeah, for cup quarter, quarter final, I think. Quarter final, that were it. Yeah. But but on the flip side of that, Bolton have had to go through, and the fans have had to go through oh, the hell yeah. of of well, God only knows what with with um, you know owners and and everybody else Anderson, ripping out of the club. Keith Anderson? I have no idea. I have no idea. But so, so you know, from that point of view, from the the, the rebuilding job that they've done, it's it's excellent, it, it, and, and it is a good position to be in. I guess if you're a, if you're an old school Bolton Wanderers fan, then you're probably thinking, yeah, all right, we've come up, we'll we'll just consolidate it here and we'll kick on again. If you're a you know if you're a millennial Bolton fan, then you can't understand why you're not winning every single game every week, like like old millennial Rotherham fans. But it's true, though, isn't it? You know, we're... we're, we're that's a dig at Wanderers. I'll tell you now, well, it's a It's not, is it? But it's, it's, it's a dig at what we talked about on the last yeah. podcast where, you know, we've gone 21 unbeaten and then we'll lose a game and all of a sudden Warney's crap and Chio's worst yeah. winger in division and, and so on and so forth. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. But it, it, it's a tough situation for them as supporters. But, but... Manager's not doing himself any favours, is he? No. He's bouncing off. But anyway, whatever. Whatever. No. Uh, Bolton fan Joe Aspinall, Joe Altonan here. If you don't beat us by eight, there's something wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We will, we shall see. Um, I mean, it, it, and, it, was, it was 6 1 last time at New York, so anything could happen. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah but... So, uh, I thought well, this might be an hour episode, but I feel like we're going to go over because we've already been 37 minutes and we haven't really talked about Rotherham yet. <laughs> so... oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, Ben's bedtime will have to be pushed back. Sorry, Ben. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the most, bit, well, two biggest bits of news. Um, let's talk about the sort of feel good one first of all, Mick. Angus McDonald is essentially back in full now. training. It depends off. Um, off <laughs> Uh, Angus is essentially back in full training. He's played part of a game, that's the, what, three 20-minute spells or something like that. Um, we're not far off seeing him back in a red and white shirt, are we? And that's great news. Oh, mate, honestly, that that's well, it's a new signing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like signing a championship central defender, left-sided championship central defender, which is, which is like, 
you know, like rocking horse muck, aren't they? So, um, absolutely brilliant. And and you know, none of us know what what the issue has been. Whether it's been whether it's been a, a return to what the, the the issue we had previously, or whether it's been some sort of injury or what, we don't know what it is. But um, it, it's absolutely fantastic news to see him back, full in full training. Uh, I caught a couple of videos that the club have released um, over the last couple of days, and he looks happy. He looks smiley. He looks it looks to be the player he was sort of eighteen months ago. You know, in himself. So it'd be absolute massive to get him back. Massive, particularly, particularly one not wanting to be a doom merchant. If if uh, Huddersfield do decide to call recall Reg or sell him somewhere else, then obviously that just that's great for us. Mm. You know, it, it just mm. negates that that as an issue. Does he go straight back into the team for you? I, I don't yeah, know. That's the big I, question, isn't it? That's yeah, the it is. Really? No, at the I moment don't wanna, I don't know. Wanna, I don't want to put a damp on his return and recovery or whatever, but I don't remember him being that good. You were a big critic of him last year. Yeah, I, well, I didn't yeah. see the good. I'm not. I'm not. I don't damp it, but I didn't see. I didn't see what. Towards the end of the season, he had an okay start. He dropped out of the team for a while because he was sent off. And then the end of the season, the last two or three months from Angus was brilliant. It was almost faultless for the last two or three months. Yeah. And you agreed at the time, Ben. I could, if I could be bothered to go back and listen to my episodes, you agreed he was brilliant. <laughs> I know, but I don't think he gets in over Woody or Icky. He probably does at the moment. From what I remember, he didn't get in my team last year, but I'm not manager. I don't see what he does in training. So. He probably wouldn't get in at the moment, Ben. Well, I don't know. You don't want to be playing like in training, do you? Well, no, you don't. But but if, if things run true to form as they have done this season... Until somebody is either injured or, or goes through a bad spell, they're not getting dropped, um, and that's that seems to be the way Warren has played it. So um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? I mean, he, he might be in full training, but he's going to long, still going to be a long way from match fit. So, yeah, he seems it's, it's suggested towards the end of January before he's anywhere near match fit. Yeah, um, so still a while, still a little while away. But any any news like that is good news, and that's mm. why we've talked about it. Um, the second good news, Danny, is that we have no COVID cases. What we're speaking on Thursday, Thursday night, and there are no COVID cases confirmed. There will be tests on Friday morning. If they come back clear, then we are good to go for Saturday afternoon. Same with Bolton. Yeah. Um, so, other than Angus, we've got basically a full fit squad to pick from. We talked about this on Lincoln podcast. Are you still going with those changes you suggested for the Lincoln game for the Bolton game? <sighs> Um, good question. Uh, I think now we've we've taken out the elements of potentially resting players because they've had mm. the rest because we haven't played. Um, maybe those players could come back in. Um, but yeah, I, I think in in some cases the change is necessary. You know, like giving Freddie a bit of time out and bringing Grig in. Um, mm. it's probably just to freshen it up a bit. Um, maybe Wiles. Could stick in midfield now. He's had a bit of a break, but again, would you change just to freshen it up just a little bit? Um, but yeah, but now that Reggie's back as well, I think he'll come back into defence more or less straight away on the right side. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're the only real places up for consideration that may, might need a change. Ben, you were with us in the last episode because you prioritised something else over this podcast, which is quite disappointing. Um, <laughs> wasn't wasn't Ben on about uh, people prioritising things over what they do 
it is a collective yep. just a few minutes ago as well. I think it might have been, yeah. Some contradictions <laughs> from Ben. Ben's been a hypocrite, I don't know. This isn't my job. This isn't my, this isn't my job. This isn't my job. Okay. Um, anyway, what were you doing with so important, Ben? What day? I don't know. One day. What day? It's Thursday, right? It's Thursday today. I, I, I thought right. it was Sunday. I went to put bins out early because I thought it was Sunday. Before I came on with the podcast, Mum says, can you take the bins out later? And it's like, yeah, sure. Wait, what day is it? Anyway, Ben, back to the point. What changes are you making based on the below-par performance at Quinton? Um, what does your starting level look like for Saturday? Griggs' uh, well. first name on the sheet for me. Uh, and then second is Smith. Controversial. I think Grigg, it's not controversial. Mm. I was, it, it <laughs> what's controversial? Grig losing his spot. That's what's so called. Controversial. I don't know why. He, yeah, I understand. He lost he didn't his spot game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had no right game. But it's got twice. When 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 Griggs not in the team, <laughs> from what I've seen this season, we have no spark. We have no spark. Because Freddie, right? Freddie's been working hard, right? But he is just a. Uh, I don't want to be mean. Because You're going to start like, Greg. You're going to start Greg then. I start Greg. Basically, yeah, I start yeah. Greg. I think him and Smith work well better than Freddie and Smith do. Uh, I think Greg. I'd, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, Greg starts. Needs to start. It's imperative for me that he starts, but I'm not a football manager. Great oh. word. Thank uh, you. You're very hard. I'm not harsh. I don't get it because... Oh, he scores goals and he works hard, Freddie. I don't know what more you want from him. Didn't score on... Neither Smith did it. Are we going to start laying on Smith? No, but people like Freddie are meant to get goals when we're not playing very well. and He only gets goals when, well, from what I've seen when we're playing well. And that's not what poachers are meant to be for, but whatever. In my opinion, anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Um, anybody Gosh. else, Ben? The, the midfield three was fine, but in the second half, we definitely got dominated uh, physically. Um, any thoughts on changes? We've got Adolphin, who's a bit of a giant, possibly ringing him. That's, that's my suggestion. I think if we go back in time, I'd start him against Accrington, but I wouldn't change him against um, Bolton, because I think Accrington... I'm not... A manager, right? I'm, How many times have you needed? I don't that, because no, because I, I feel like I'm being. I feel like I'm being. I know, I know. I know and, this, unless I know that's this, the reason that. you didn't turn up the last podcast, I'm not bothered. Mate. <laughs> I feel like the way Accrington beat us is using their physicality and uh, putting everything out wide and making us play through the middle, which we couldn't do. Mm. Uh, so personally, I don't think it was. I don't really think it was the personnel. I think. Maybe a little bit part of it was the personnel that was on the field, but I think it was more tactics that kind of did us over against Accrington. So for me, it's the same midfield. Uh, um, yeah, it was just <laughs> Valas and Wiles and who else was it? Rathbone. Rathbone. Yeah, Rathbone. I'm still I'm still yet to see how how uh, Maradona like Rathbone is. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, maybe, yeah. Now, joking. Uh, for me, it's unchanged except uh, unchanged except Greg and Freddie because I think it was tactics, not personnel. Okay, 
Uh, make any little changes. Fergie had a fairly quiet game, although watching the highlights, Becky set a couple of crosses up. Um, yeah. Where's your I think Mi- eleven? Mikel Miller for me would start. I just because he's because he's such an attacking player, um, and 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 I feel perhaps maybe we've lost we we lost those like these last few games where we've 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 not performed particularly well. I don't feel we've been as aggressive as we were. Um, mm. Against the likes of Portsmouth and Sunderland and, and so on, I, th- I, I think we've we've allowed teams into the game more. We've certainly allowed Accrington to dictate the game, um, and and so players like Mikel Miller just give you that outlet and give you that give you that attacking. He didn't do uh, all when he came on. Attacking. Though. It was only on fifteen minutes. It? it was positive. He, yeah, he tried. He yeah. Moved forward. Yeah, well, yeah he tried. He didn't, didn't succeed. He did. Yeah, well, it, yeah, whatever. Whatever, it's my opinion. Ben, shut up. Yeah, I'm just The other one I'd be looking at is Ben Wiles to see how he's been in training because yeah. certainly in the last few games he has been off it. Uh, I don't know whether I, 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 I just wonder whether Ben Wiles is a, a little bit like Freddie in, in, in the sense that he's a bit of a confidence player and if his confidence takes a knock, you know, he, he mentally struggles to get back into the right place, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was just reading between the lines. Uh, I'm, it depends how he's been doing in training, but I might give him a rest and put Jamie Lindsay back in um, because he offers something different in there, um, or possibly a Dolphin, but but more likely Jamie Lindsay. Um, Lindsay's too similar to Rathbone, though, isn't he? That's the thing. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's got if, high energy, if you want high energy, go both of them because then you're going to run them ragged. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are sacrificing a little bit of quality, aren't you? Not much, but you are sacrificing quality. A little bit, a little bit. Um, to, be, to be fair, though, that is a front, that is a midfield three we haven't actually seen this season. Rathbun, mm. Lindsay, and then Barlazer is the quarterback. Barlasa, Barlasa. Sorry, sorry, Alison. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that, so that'd be quite interesting to see because, like you say, we've got uh, Rathbun and Lindsay who run and sends ragged, but uh, Ollie's more of a. Uh, more of a pressing player, whereas Lindsay's more of a he'll sit off and then make the explosive run to get the ball, mm. and then we yeah. and then we Barlasser um, as your quarterback. It'd be it'd be interesting to see how that would work. Obviously, like mm. Ben keeps saying, we're not football managers here, so we don't know what it's like in training. They might have tried that and it's failed miserably. Um, so if Sam Todd wants to send us over the training footage so we can analyse it for ourselves, that'll be great. Yeah, so um, and then we can make expert opinions. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting, partially because we don't know what to expect from Bolton. We are sort of lost mm. a little bit. Um, and to although we're joking about mind games not working, it leaves Paul Warren in a situation where if they didn't have any COVID cases, he would he would know their best 11 or not far off their best 11. Yeah. Now, not really sure because if you know they're going to be weak, you can go more aggressive. You can definitely pay, play Mikel Miller. You could maybe even play Sadly as, as a number 10 because you can allow yourself a bit more attacking. But if you if you don't know that, if you assume that they're gonna, they're gonna be a better team, you maybe can't allow yourself that much freedom. Ben's scowling because he's never seen Sadly play well as number ten. Ben, I know that scowling. I know she didn't play well. No, he just, just stopped it well. I've got nothing against the guy, right? And I'm, I'm sure nothing against the guy, that. but I think he's rubbish. Is that what you're saying? I've never seen him play good. I've never seen him play well. I'm genuinely. I've never seen that, him play well. That is a very powerful but in that sentence. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything against the guy, but. I don't. Have you ever seen him play well? Except no, we're not counting Man City under nines. It was going against Morecambe. He only came on for a short time, oh. but as a number ten, as a second striker, it looked good. 
Even though we lost to Accrington at AFL Cup, he played well in one that game, game as well. One game. He did play well in that one, yeah. Two, 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 three years? And he played well in one game? Two years. Listen, make, make no mistake about Kieran Sadler. He's a good footballer. He just doesn't fit our our style of play. It's just, maybe, it's just maybe. not... He, he, he can't get involved enough in the game, in the positions he needs to be, to be dangerous with by the in the way that we play. He was signed to play in a 4-4-2, but when Warner switched the system, it sort of left him... Like properly on the outskirts yeah. in a three-five-two. So, like I say, it's, not, it's nothing against him. It's just that our system doesn't suit him. But even then, he still puts in a shift, just not in a defensive manner. He's definitely more of an attacking player. But even though it's a system that it he doesn't well, I won't say that he doesn't agree with his playing style. Doesn't agree with. He still puts a shift in. Yeah. And I think that's why Warney is still a bit passive over losing him in January because we've seen interest from Bolton and Plymouth and. Um, Portsmouth, sorry, but Warren is still like he doesn't expect him to go because it's that sort of group that we've got where they're all just really happy and they don't really want, yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. I mean, we've just seen in the advertiser that's out online now, I think that Icky's really happy here, so that's probably another new contract that's going to be signed. So that's Woody, probably Icky, and most likely Chio already saying, Oh, they're happy here, and if they're uh, and Victor as well, yeah, so that's four. Um. Uh, that's four players already going. I'm happy here, and I don't really want to go anywhere else. So, you know. Yeah, I spoke to um, Pepe Lacey from the Portsmouth newspaper about sadly because they were on about signing him, and I felt really bad about what I was saying. But it's just all true. I really want him to succeed. He's got the technical ability. He's got he's got a mind for it. For me, you can see him. We talked about mm. it that his mind sometimes moves quicker than his feet, and that's just about mm. time. That's about, just that's just being out of form. I think. He's got something. He is clearly a good League One player in the right team. Mm. He's got it there. And I, I hope he finds it. I think I personally think number 10 is his best, best position, personally. I think he's got the protection from behind. He's got the extra support in front of him. He's got freedom. Somebody like Kieran Sadlier needs freedom. You cannot shackle him down with defensive responsibilities because you lose it. You lose his spark. And again, we might we might all be wrong here. I might be talking rubbish, but from watching him, that's how I see his game. He needs to be allowed that extra space, extra freedom, which we can't afford him to do what at the moment. To be expressive, to change the game, to make something happen with what to, to take a shot from thirty-five yards, to play a key pass, to put a beautiful ball in the box, which we know he could do. He's got so much good to his game, and I know he doesn't always show it, but he is one of the best crosses at the club. Without doubt, he is one of the best crosses at the club. Without doubt, he's, one of the, he's probably the best set-piece specialist at the club because he takes them all the time. Other than the miss against Wednesday, he's clearly one of the best penalty takers because he's chosen to do that job. He's one of the best long-range shooters at the club, probably so, the so, best long-range shooter at the, at the club. These are all really important key things if he was allowed to do them. We can't allow him to do them. That's the problem. Okay, so he's the best set-piece specialist at the club, but missed the most important set-piece probably in a very important game. Okay, you can like, allow him. It's not perfect, oh, yeah. is it? No, he's not perfect, but when you need a set-piece specialist to step up, he's in the own, one of the only games of the season so far that we needed someone to step up as a set-piece specialist. To be fair, though, he has also scored two absolute worldy free kicks. Yeah, that are probably two of the best free kicks I've seen scored since Barley's as one against Blackpool. Were they, were they yeah. caught? Uh, oh, yeah, against Sackington yeah. and, Ma- and Man City, but but but, but, take, but take away the quality of of uh, the team aspect, the positioning of where the ball, starts, aren't 
yeah, the positioning of the ball when it goes into the net is expertly placed. You know, yeah. to get the ball within that fine margin where it is, that is something that is very rarely taught. That's just an ability you've got. Yeah. I've never seen him do it in an important game, personally. We don't give a chance to do it. We This is the point. We can't give him that chance because he, because he costs us in other areas. Which again is not which really is... his fault because <laughs> it's not what he does. It's okay. like it's like yeah. NFL. It's right. So let's let's take your NFL. It's like asking you to play quarterback. It's even not. You're it's a not. Well, it is. It's asking, not. It's completely different. For me, being like, a wing back, I, being a wing back and a wing are two different, completely different yeah. jobs. When he was in that number ten role, first of all, when he's played on the wing and when he's played in midfield or wherever, I have not seen technical ability. He, I don't, I have not seen him take on a man. He's right. not great at taking on that. I will give you that. So what's his hmm. role then? Passing to move the ball forward, not necessarily on his own to pick a pass. I've never, I've never seen him his runs do anything. Never, I don't want to good. be mean, but I've never seen him do anything. And maybe to be yeah. fair, Ben, I'm not, I'm not. This isn't a dig at you. You haven't been able to watch as much football as you as you would have liked this no. year. What From I would say like that is that he hasn't he hasn't set the world alight. Look, I'm not sitting here saying he's the savior. I'm certainly not doing that. What I'm saying is he has the ability, I think, he has the ability in the right circumstances to be an excellent League One player. I don't think he can do it in our team because of the way we set up. That's a shame. He's a Rotherham United player. If he doesn't play well, it's a shame because we're Rotherham United. Um, I hope he stays. I personally do hope he stays. I think it's good. It's clearly very popular. Well, it's clearly very popular. For his own career, it's better that he goes somewhere else. He could, Absolutely. He For his career, it may well be. Personally, I would like to keep him around the squad because he's, he's, to bring that playoff bench is a luxury most other clubs don't have. So, selfish. From a selfish rather than that, I'd, I'd like him to stay. If I was, I, I, I think the, um, the one system that could work is if we are theoretically, well, hypothetically, if we're in the dynamics of a game and it's 1-1 and it's a really important game and we want to switch from a more defensive line to a more attacking line, take Barlasser off and put Sadlier on and switch that midfield position yeah. from a quarterback to an, to an attacking midfielder, that one switch could prove a difference. But because we haven't actually been in that situation yet where we have to try and scrape a win off somebody because, let's face it, we are one of the best teams in this division. Let's not beat around the bush. Because <laughs> because we haven't been in that situation, we've not really seen Sadly's application as a can before. He's more of a standing for Chio as it stands right now. And even when he's played on the wing at Doncaster, he's played as an out-and-out winger, which is a very attacking position. Whereas here, it's a wing-back. Granted, it's more of an attacking wing-back, but it is still listed as a wing back because we've got no flanks in the defence, so it is still a wing back position. Um, and sadly, his defensive game isn't the best because, like we've all said, he is an attacking minded player. However, if we do keep him around, like Matt says, he'll be able to learn how to be a bit more defensive minded, which could benefit us in future. Yeah. It's one that splits the, splits the fans. We've got two comments because it's totally different. Russ Vernon. Sadly, has a good same for Millers, but doesn't think fit the system. I think he'll leave in January or summer. Chris Wright totally agrees with Ben. If he has that much ability, Warner would have had, it, or had him in by now. Um, we could probably go on for another 20 minutes, half an hour. We haven't asked Mick what he thinks, to be honest. Uh, but we haven't got time for that, Mick. That's um, fine. That's fine. Uh, so let's move on to score predictions before we do our end of year uh, chat. 
Uh, Mick, you haven't talked for a while. What's the score prediction for Saturday? A bit difficult on this, isn't it? We've got to get back on us, so to speak. Um, uh, so I, I, I think we, I think we will win. I think we'll win co- comfortably. So I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for three nil, Millers. I, I just think that the 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 the, the players are going to be desperate to get back into into winning ways, not to have to a back to back, not to have back to back defeats, and and and. I don't know. I think we will have had a bit of a rocket this week off, uh, certainly off Woody, if not off Warney. Um, and Probably certainly Richie. Off, uh, off Richie as well. Because um, those two I don't think will hold back. So, yeah, I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll, uh, we should be all out on Saturday. Yeah. I hope so. Danny? Um, it's one of them games where the pressures are beginning to mount on it a little bit. You know, because we have to look for a reaction based off the performance at Accrington. Uh, we'll have to look for a reaction now that Sunderland are more likely to be top spot than all squaring at New Year. So we'll want to get that spot back. Um, but we have to mitigate it because it could be nine games from Bolton or it could be a depleted side. But then again, teams who've turned out with a depleted side have actually done really well. You know, if you look at Millwall, Leicester... Um, Oxford. <coughs> Oxford, yep. So we'll have to mitigate that. So there'll be a lot of thinking going on. So I don't think we'll run away with it like the Bolton fan says. So I'm going to go for the same score and I'm going to say 2-0, but it'll be probably a very steady 2-0, I think. Mm. Uh, Russ Vernon and Harley Kellick are exactly the same, Danny. Miller's 2-0, Miller's 2-0. Uh, Benjamin? I have a quick question. You give me results. I want to know how many bottles of water you've got with you because I've seen you drink two different uh, bottles of water so far. Yeah, well, I've been... Um... Uh, Sabir's in town. Uh, great nice bad boy. You've been to, uh, have you been to what? Sorry, Sabir's Grill in town. All right, wow, great nice. Thought... Okay. It's great nice. Got a burger, yeah, like four or five quid with some chips. Banging, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I got so I got the water from that, and then I got my standard big one. Um, okay, apologies. A rare, a rare shout out for a, for a company. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us, just drop us an email. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to give any free food, I'll happily take that. <laughs> uh, Other food outlets are available. Yeah. What do you mean? It's a joke. Uh, I, I don't know how much, clear, how much clearer I could be, really. <laughs> As I said, this is going to be an extended. We haven't got to our end of season, end of year awards yet. So this may, no surprise um, football is going to turn up. Which is, Score which is prediction two 0 uh, for me. For Lovem, everybody's going two 0 mm, uh, yeah. I'll go one 0 Make it nice, make it nice and time. Uh, we don't need so that sort of stress on New Year's Day, Matt. We don't know. <laughs> we'll all have hangovers as it stands anyway. We don't need that sort of <laughs> that sort of stress. <laughs> no, typical us though, anyway, to do that. Um, it's, it's our first New Year's Day game since Barlow's free kick. Barlow's free kick against Blackpool. We didn't do everyone last year. Paul often we're at Cardiff, which with that lightest snow of all time, calling a game. Yes, I think, yes, I think uh, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, first first one for two years, which is nice. Hopefully, we can similar result. Uh, well, for another another team from the northwest, beginning with B, symmetry. <laughs> 
anyway, let's move on. End of year. It's for 2021 has been to say it's been a mixed year for Rotherham United is underplaying it a little, a little bit, really. Uh, we've had the lowest of the lows and we've had some really, really good moments. Danny has been in charge and has created some online polls for a few different categories. Uh, Danny, take it away. Thank you. Now, before we get into the official categories, I would like everybody watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, to go into the comment section and tell us who your player of the year is. So, Matt Mick, whoever's got the comments being able to view, uh, just gears roughly who you think is getting the most mentions at the end. Thank you. Right then. So, first category is goal of the year. Now, as Matt says, this poll was run on Twitter, so thank you to everybody who voted. Uh, in third place, we've got Edmonds Green against Cheltenham. In second place, we've got Chiog Ben against Gillingham. And in first place, of course, we have Laddie Poe against Sheffield Wednesday. They won it with about 93% of the vote. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, next they were, they were one. Only one they? unfortunately, for everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Next one, striker of the year. Uh, in third place, we have Will Grigg. Second place, Freddie Ladipo. And in first place, everyone's favourite Alan Shearer impersonator, Michael Smith. <laughs> so they also get about 90% of vote as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Next up, we have winger of the year. In third place, we have Ryan Giles, who I believe is oh, now yeah. at Cardiff. I think. Yeah, doing, doing really well, to be fair. Doing mm. well, yeah. Uh, second place, we have Mikel Miller. One of the standout stars of um, coming into the team this season, mm. and in first place we've got Chiwog Benny, of course, a smiling Irishman. Right then, so ne- easy next peasy. up, <laughs> easy peasy, exactly. Next up, midfielder of the year. Now we have to give an honourable mention to Jamie Lindsay, who finished in fourth place with the vote. Uh, in third place, we've got Ben Wiles. In second place, Ollie Rathburn. And in first place, everyone's favourite, Jordi Perlo, Dan Barlasser. <laughs> I'd like to suggest, based on how much he's currently upsetting Wednesday fans, Lewis Wing should have been in with a shout for that. He did all right for us. <laughs> and he is really, really upsetting Wednesday fans. He was a really good sleeper agent, I think, at that place. He's doing really well. Yeah. It's like um, Izzy Brown was their sleeper agent yeah. last season, wasn't he? No, it's yeah, Lewis exactly. Wing, exceptional. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, next up, we've got Defender of the Year. Now, I have to give an honourable mention. This has got to be all a Sunday. This has got to be all oh, a Sunday. <laughs> this has got to be all a Sunday. This is no, there's no... He barely played. <laughs> okay. He played at once. The best defender that's been at club for the past couple of years. So, we've got the honourable mention for Angus McDonald, who has been out this season. Um, but he's, on, he's on his way back. Uh, in third place, we've got Big Dave Marklin Eckway. Uh, second place, Wes Harding, and in first place, Richard Wood, the That's captain. That's an outrage. That is an outrage. <laughs> ben, There's it's, no it's, way Harding is there. player in 2021. I don't care. Did he play for us in 2021? Early. Oh, did he play for us once? Yeah, well, he, he, he made that. He played against Everton in 2021, which was, yeah. which was a, a phenomenal game. So it, it it may have been the way that he left the club, yeah, that may have yeah, played that down exactly a little popular. bit. True, he was he is the best player that's been in the club for the past couple of years, and I stand by that. You bet, come on, I stand by that. He'll play in Premier League. I, he'll play in Premier League and play for the USA national team. I, it, I can that's, that's if he don't keep getting injured. He's, I don't think he's played he for Preston yet. So says the the president of the uh, the fan club. 
Um, <laughs> it looks he's, like he's played, a... he's played a total of 82 minutes so far this season. I, I, mean, I think he's phenomenal. Okay. Uh, speaking, uh, are we going to midfielders yet? Because I... this is yeah, midfielders, yeah. No, don't yeah, we've, yeah. we've talked about midfielders. I mean, there's two of the best midfielders in the division, probably the best midfielder in the division, um, and one that played for us last season, currently losing 4 0 at Sunderland. So, um, so best defender, best midfielder, Baza Bannon. Um, is part mm. of the uh, squad with Lewis wing there in midfield at, uh, at down at Swillsborough. Four can we, uh, Sunderland. Can we start saying Wednesday get battered everywhere they go now, or is it still <laughs> Sunderland? Uh, next what was category. Your point there? What's your point there, Nick? You're saying is Bannon's not going to be good again. Shane Bannon's not going to be good again. Save that till March or February. Yeah. Yeah. Save it till March. Can I just, can I just point out to anyone who's going to clip it? I still think Bannon is a very good midfielder. Oh, Ben, get out of his backside, mate. Move on. He's re- I, I, honestly, I think he's really good. I mean, I mean, I mean, Were it you that paid money for that sh- signed shirt? <laughs> you buy it. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, next category is goalkeeper of the year. In third place, Jamal Blackman. Did he In get second, any votes? He did, actually. He got, oh, excellent. I think, 3%. Um. Second place is Josh Vickers, and in first place is the Viking Victor Johansson. Like now, this one is one that I've done my own research for, and that is Marksman of the Year. So I've basically compiled every single goal that was scored in 2021, which took a long time last night. What was that? Um, and I have found who are the top three scorers. Do you want to hear the top three, or do you want to hear the full list? I've only done it to, ten, to the 10th place, by the way. Go, we'll go top 10. I think top 10 is right, the place then. to go. So, in joint 10th, we've got Giles, Wood, J. Cole, and own goals. <laughs> All with two in 2021. Um, in 8th place, we've got Mikel Miller and Michael Inekwe, both on three each. Um, in 7th place, we've got Matt Crooks on four. Is that all? I yeah. Mm. Uh, in fifth, in joint fifth, we've got Sadlier and Barlaser. sorry, Alison. Uh, both, yeah, both on five. All competitions. Oh, yeah, all competitions. Yeah. Um, in fourth place, we have got Will Grigg on six. In third place, we have got Ben Wiles on where is it on eight. In second place, Freddie Ladipo on sixteen. And in first place, Michael Smith with 21. 21 goals in a calendar year is very good. Uh, it is, that is very good. Do you very know what else is? What? Six 22. goals in four months? Or is it three months? How long has Greg been here? Three months? Who? Greg. He's been here since end of August, hasn't he? Yeah. Three months, four months? Ben, you're splitting, you're splitting opinion down here. Philip Robinson <laughs> wants to know if your seat faces New York Stadium pitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but Chris Wright was with you until you mentioned Barry Bannon. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and fi- and penultimate, the penultimate category at the moment of the year. In third place, the record 6-0 win against Doncaster. Anyone who was there knew that were a special evening. Uh, second place was completing the hell month of April with no sympathy from anybody else in the EFL. We just <laughs> got on with it and did our job. 
And in first place is Matt Goodwin and John Breckin losing their minds at Hillsborough with Freddie Ladipo's late winner. I think I might have that to listen to. Have I got <laughs> we have it? to, don't we? I think I've got it. I think I've got it here. Let me check. Son, go on. Dig deep. Go on. Right in the... Crooked oh, with the ball out to Ladapo. Counter attack is on. Ladapo. Is he going to wait for wing? Up no, against Harris. Ladapo. He's going to go for goal. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 It's stoppage time. Ladapo. He scored an absolute screamer to win the South Yorkshire Derby for Rotherham United. The first ever double for the Millers over the Owls. Would you believe it? For the 10 men. Incredible scenes at Hillsborough. Every decision seems to have gone against Paul Warren, even leading into this one. But Freddie Ladapo has written his name into Miller's history. I sort of miss listening to them talk commentary, you know. And, and I like going to games, but I really enjoyed listening last year. That was always one of the good things about last year. I really enjoyed their commentary last year. So yeah, yeah it was brilliant. Uh, one more. Do we say about the last category, Danny? Uh, the last category is player of the winner, uh, play, player of the winner, player of the year. So, what has everybody been saying in the comments for that? Uh, we have really it's Reg, which I was a little surprised at. Player of the season, really tough, but I'm going to go with Reg. That's for Philip Rawlinson. I also went on to grief Ben, which again we're all fans of that. Um, <laughs> and Reese Kellogg, Rathbone or Reg, so far, which I think is fair. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, Ramon Edmund Green takes Player of the Year, and that that probably what? also covers that probably also covers Best Newcomer as well. I think it does. Yeah, Player of the Year and, and Best Defender. Ben, get out of it. <laughs> just, just, just not laugh. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, Player of the Year. Oh, this is the guaranteed Smith. What? I didn't even going to mention he's best player on the squad. So Michael Smith's your player of the player of the year, Ben. Yeah, well, and the twelve of the calendar year. Yeah, no, no, not in the season. Week, past week. I don't care. He's the best player on the squad for me. There's no one in the country. Ben, does what you're does. interfering with a dem- democratic process. And that's There's no one in the country that does what he does. Tell <laughs> um, the player that does what he does. You're right. Uh, yeah. If, if, you get very Giroux. defensive about your points. This is why I enjoy when you the only much sure. <laughs> Giroud, Giroud is probably... Giroud. Giroud. Anyway. Giroud anyway, is probably... Let's move on. Close uh, Danny, who's your player of the year? Um, of 2021 as a whole, yeah. I'm going to have to give it to Michael Smith, but he's edged it from his form this season. Mm. Um, but as, as best newcomer, it is a it is a tear up between Reg and Rathbun, isn't it? Yeah, I said it before. I said again. I'm going Lewis Wing. I don't care. I'm enjoying his work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, I'm a you see, big no, fan of his see, recent work. You see, you have got a good point because when he came to us, he was very good. One yeah. thing, I mean, he nearly kept us up on the last yeah. day of the season. But the best thing is he's gone to Wednesday and he's been utter dross, which is quite yeah, funny. Exactly. Please mind. Mick? Um, I, I would go for Richard Wood. I would go for yeah. Richard Wood because he is just... He's got everything. He's the ultimate professional. Yeah, He's a timeless man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah absolutely. Time has no effect on him, from yeah. our point, no. from what we look at him. 
Um, Bonnie's probably in bits, but we yeah. just like had no effect on him. But it's a, it's a tough shout for me between him and Chio because Chio is just such an exciting player to watch, and I understand what everybody says or what people say about maybe his final ball's not great, but it just brings so much more to the team than than your than your bang average winger, you know. Um, but but Richard Wood, I think, probably just edges it for me. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, we will do our end of season, end of year podcast moments. Now, Danny, you've only been with us for part of the year. Ben, you won't be part of the year. I'll let you guys have a think while we do that. Reg, uh, Russ Virgin, Vernon says Reg, Smith or Chio for him. That's interesting how much of an impact Reg has had on people, mm. uh, which I find quite interesting. Mm. Um, ben, do you have a moment of us being together over the past 12 months, which has been did that to be good, just memorable? I think Mickey in Wendy's shirt Oh, Mickey wins this year, yeah. And then being proved on the bat and then being a good player. I enjoyed that a lot. Mick's, Mick's got a very serious face, someone mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> it's, his own, it's his own fault for having such a big mouth. But listen, <laughs> if, if you're going to ask me the same question, I have to say that triggering so many Sheffield Wednesday fans with that comment Really has been a highlight of the year for me. How it made me <laughs> of the year so far of the year for me. Yes, not my life. It's not highlight of my life. <laughs> um, it's definitely highlighted year for me because it just it just took off and they just what they, what do you actually think about Bannon? Brilliant. What do you genuinely think about Bannon? He's all right. He's all right. Would you take him? <laughs> I'll put him on bench, mate. I think, we're, I, think, I think, listen, I think we've established where he'd play in our team if I were manager. Being dead serious, where would he go in your team? He would get in our team. You're picking Barlas over him. I'm picking oh, Barlas over look, him. Look, let's not, let's, not, let's not get bogged down in this again. He would not get in our I'm team. I'm picking him over every day. I mean, Rathbone's a central defender. No, he isn't. I'm thinking Red. No, he We'll cut that. Don't worry about it. It's not, not the start of his life. Um, I say, if Mick's going on about Bannon again, it'll be one of them where it's like, <laughs> call it 4K. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, said that for February. Uh, so you're going to yeah. trigger triggering Mick. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, I also like you triggering Luton fans, which was unexpected. Yeah. Well, that very, very well, well weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> well out of blue, weren't it? That one. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that one. Danny, how you? you've only been here since, since the summer. Uh, is there a moment for you so far? Um... I think the Sheffield Wednesday vlog getting two and a half thousand views and there are so, so many rattled Wednesday fans in the comments. It is beautiful. It's like it's like if I've rattled them by being at the game and Mick's rattled them by being Mick, effectively. Um, so, so, yeah, that that's my personal highlight. But I think... The podcast highlight as a whole is actually from before my time when um, yourself and Mick were both reacting to the Wednesday game and you also <laughs> lost your minds, as people yeah. have heard on the outro. When I heard the outro for the first time, I were in pieces. It was fantastic. <laughs> that went crazy. And all that had about 20,000 views within a yeah. few hours on Twitter. That went absolutely yeah, crazy. Did, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my moment. That's my, that's my moment of the year for this. That was just... In the middle of lockdown, when it was a February, March time last year, in the middle of a horrible time, and then just to get that was just something special. 
Um, I still get told off. My wife still mentions that now for me shouting and screaming so loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Where was I when that happened? I, I was I was at my granddad's um, because I was living I was living there at the time because that's a different story about what happened with that. Um, but we had it on on the big telly, like we had to like I had to get I follow up on my laptop and then plug it into mm. the big telly via the HDMI from my PS4 because of course <laughs> my granddad don't have the facilities for it. Um, and I just and I was just sat there saying it's gonna be it's gonna be a draw this. Oh, Wednesday have got a corner. Oh, please don't score. And you know when you just sort of like edge on your seat, and then when yeah. Freddie scores, I jumped up an hour off up, up and down the living room <laughs> to the point where um, I was about to round a corner, slipped, and did my hamstring in on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually had an away day injury whilst sat on my settee, yeah. which, which was which is something bizarre. But no, like you said, that was a fantastic time. I think we just come off five losses in a row. As well, like that, yeah, yeah, something daft like that, and then to do all that, incredible. I don't care, we lost 2 0 to him in the summer. That moment tops it every time, yeah, it does. Double did double, didn't we, last year? Um, mm. so it's been up with down here. Final from stats, Russ on Twitter, which is under his Twitter handles at underscore media underscore journal. If you don't follow him already, he's put together our stats for the last 12 months, and they make for pretty good reading, to be fair. In all competitions, we played 57 games and we won 26 of those 57 games which is again not a bad record to say we got relegated it's a pretty good sort of set of results uh in our league form we picked up 73 points out of a possible 147 which is like 49 point something percent of points available on the table and i know we've been in the middle of 21 game beating run which probably skews it a little bit that's a lot of points to pick up to say we went down is mm. it hurts a bit more actually now i think about it um, thanks, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we should end by saying thank you to everybody who has watched us over the past 12 months, particularly you know, longer than that, but the past 12 months. Uh, we've tried hard, particularly over those first few months of the year when we were in lockdown, we had to try really hard to try and get some interesting stuff out there. And I hope we think we did all right in this season. I hope you've enjoyed it. People seem to be enjoying it. Um, Danny, it's great to have you aboard, mate. It's been, uh, I'm no doubt you've improved the show. No end. <laughs> no, it's, it's a pleasure to be asked to come on, to be honest, and uh, looking forward to whatever comes next in 2022. Exactly. Ben, we'll be looking forward to it. Times. Look, you, you need to get ready for end of season award, Danny. You need to get your tux ready. Oh, no, yeah. God. End of season award is a black I don't know if you saw it last one. I don't know if you saw it last one. No, I didn't. No, it's a black tie then. Yeah. Oh yeah. god! That event recorded in person. All that. Recorded in person. Yeah. We were yeah, that was good. Year. We did last yeah, we did. year. We did. We did. We did. Did, did you have like the proper podium and like the the cards with like the envelopes for winners and everything? We had yeah. we had the golden envelopes. We didn't yeah, have a podium, we but we had golden envelopes. Uh, we, we need we need to get we need to like find a podium or something. That'd be hilarious. I agree. We'll see if we get some special guest announcers or something like that this time as well. We'll see if we can step it up a notch. See <laughs> what um, Bruce Buffer's doing. What's he doing? Bruce Buffer? Or I know Buffer? he is. You mean yeah, he's getting he's... to announce yeah. it? Yeah. It's probably, probably out of our price, price range, to be honest with you. You never mate. know. Dads don't get. True. True, true, true. Um, we will, at some point in the near future, have another Rotherham United player to talk to. Um, that is it's not booked in but it is happening um, there's no secret Dan Barlasser said on the Christmas episode he'll come back on so in the next few weeks we'll be speaking to Dan Barlasser 
about Rotherham United, about his time with the Millers. Um, whenever they, whenever it happens, we'll let you all know because we all want fan questions like Victor. The Victor episode from all you guys' questions were brilliant. Uh, that made the episode. Uh, if you haven't already watched those two episodes, you need to go back and watch them. Um, finally, we've got let's let's take it to ninety minutes. Have you got any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share with the group? I asked you all at the start of the episode, so you've got no excuse not thinking of anything. If anybody in the comments wants to mention as well, if you've got any go rather United or football related New Year's resolutions, sure they don't have to be, but then go on. To say to more people how good Michael Smith is. Okay, now stop spreading the word of how good he is. You need to be the opposite <laughs> of that. Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Same. Same. I, 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 I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, okay. Uh, Mick, anything? No. I'm past. I'm past making New Year's resolutions. I've thought about it, and I can't think of a single one, mate. New Year, uh, my, New Year, my, Mick. My New Year's resolution is to is to follow Rotherham United. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, oh my God! Five nil. To, uh, to Wednesday, else, 5 which is, um... Wednesday, get back to it. No, no, no. I'm gonna <laughs> which is Andy. <laughs> yeah, my, my New Year's resolution is to follow Rotherham United into Championship, mate. Hey. Okay. Mate. Yeah. Danny, anything? Um, well, of course, I've got my own personal New Year's resolutions that I'm trying to work on. Um, But my main two is to continue going to every Rotherham game this season. I've been told how much of an effort it is going to be, but I've done it so far, so that's mm. carrying on. And the second one is to, at some point before the end of this season, report on a game in the Rotherham press box. That That is currently, um, it's like, like option one on my bucket list. You know, yeah. that, that's like the Kickstarter on my bucket list. So that's my New Year's resolution, to get into the Rotherham press box and do a report on it, whether it's for the podcast um, for uni or, or for a match report or anything. So, Sam Todd, if you're listening, which you, you may well be, <laughs> there you go. Hello. <laughs> in your gift, Sam. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, and mine will be to hopefully continue making stuff that you all enjoy, if you are enjoying it, to improving it, to improve on the content we put out, put it that way. Um, it's a low yeah. bar. So, hey, well, exactly. <laughs> this is the thing with resolutions. If you set yourself a book just a little bit above the ground, it's achievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Philip Robinson, thanks again, lads. All the best and good health for 2022. And that's Thank you. Uh, yeah, ditto to you, Philip, and Cheers to every, all Rotherham fans. Um, I says we can go on. It's been fantastic uh, doing this, and we'll, I said we'll continue to do it for as long as we can. Um, and we will be back next year. We'll be back on <laughs> Sunday night live on YouTube Monday morning. Uh, we'll be about through the audio section, even though it's still bank holiday. Um, we will be looking back, hopefully, at the Bolton game and the Papa John's returns on Tuesday, which Danny was making a lovely trip to Quell Alexander on Tuesday night. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so please subscribe. We're nearly 800 followers on Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter, go over and follow us because we can sneak over 800 before New Year. That'd be amazing. We're, if you can subscribe on Twitter, with, uh, on YouTube, we're nearly at 450. Um, please subscribe to iTunes, follow us on Spotify, five-star ratings, like it. All this amazing stuff that most of you have already done, but some of you haven't, please do it. You know, New Year's resolution. Show me. Show your love for the podcast. That's what you should all do. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Reese Kelly, final comment. Have a good New Year, everybody. I'll be there. New Year's Day, hopefully, as will everybody else. Benjamin, it's been a pleasure having you on for most of the year. I hope you have a nice New Year and do not get too drunk. I don't drink, so I don't think that'd be a problem, but thank you. Other than trying to get a pint at the pub of the day, but whatever. Move on. Yeah, but that's different. Ending the year with a lie. That's fine, mate. Let's move but, on. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the pub with your mates, it's just like, all right, whatever. whatever. Don't drink, went to the pub with his mates. Danny, safe for you, mate. Happy New Year. Um, I hope we have a good night. Yeah, thank you, lads. Happy New Year. But now that you've said that about Ben, why do I have the image of Will McKenzie from the Inbetweeners doing it? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely ben. a man. Oh, dear. But no, thank you. Happy New Year to everybody else and to everybody who's watching as well. 2022 is going to be better, I think. It can't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bar's already low, so anything that's an improvement is still an improvement. So off we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And same to you, mate. Happy New Year, and I'll see you, you Thursday. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.